The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. I don't know if I can find a word, a vocabulary to express this, but it feels so amazing, bro. Francis, the predator and Stamen comes on strong in the second, and then strong again in the third. Eight months ago, I, I came here and said I was one of the best band weeks in the world. Cody, the Spartan, Stamen! Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. Uh, welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Cody Stamen is coming on the show, and we have uh, the heavyweight champ Francis Ngannou returns to the show, which is great because I really wanted to speak to Francis today and see how he's feeling ahead of his uh, Cyril Gunn. They call it a unification match of an interim belt and a belt, but I, I you know, it's Francis is the champion. Yeah. Hey. Who's the favorite? I don't know, actually. That's a good question. I have not even looked. I, I very rarely look at that stuff unless it comes across my radar. Is it is it Cyril? Because I know people were picking Cyril gone. Gone is the betting favorite. Now, wow. is that because we haven't seen him lose before, Jimmy? You know, I don't know. Maybe they just feel that uh, they are fighting in a bigger octagon than Francis beat Stipe. And that second fight, it was the smaller octagon, which might have... Uh, work to Francis's advantage. Um, maybe they feel a bigger octagon will work to Cyril Gunn's advantage because it'll be harder for Francis to get a hold of him or, or to pen him up against the cage. I, I don't know. I, I don't quite understand that, but uh, yeah, I, I think that's incorrect. Jimmy, you know, I'll t- we'll, we'll talk until, until Francis comes on and we're going to have to preview the card too. Oh yeah, it's a great card, man. You say what, we should do that? You're funny. It's a great, great card, yeah. It sounds like a great card. So this morning, I was planning to roll with a couple of my black belts, Nikki Knuckles and uh, and Jay Gersh, and I had it all planned. But then I get a call like I get it like, hey man, we, we got ten minutes with Phil was setting up, and we should be ready. Uh, you know, just hoping you're in route. And I'm like, what the fuck? So they mixed it up. It was supposed to be tomorrow. This nice guy, Chris, he's doing a um. It's pretty fancy. It's a, a Gracie jiu-jitsu documentary on the Gracie family, right? Yes. So they mixed up the date. It was supposed to be tomorrow. So I'm like, what the fuck? So I got over there late. And it's so funny, Jimmy, you know, because you know me. And I'm I'm pretty. I get, I get along with people. But sometimes you could just maybe, like, it, we almost got off on the wrong foot. Oh, how so? Were they snippy with you for being late? Not at all. Very, oh. Not at all. Very nice with that. But when I listen, so I've only been went through this guy through text, right? Mm-hmm. So, and he's always been polite. So when I meet him, I'm looking at him like, oh, so you're Chris. Like, oh, you're the one we talk. Go, you look like James Gunn a little bit. So he goes, oh, who's that? I go, oh, I go you're, you're a director? You don't know James Gunn? I go, he did Guardians of the Galaxy and... Oh, shit. We got Francis in the waiting room. We're going to finish this story. Yes, we are, because I want to hear it. I, 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 I We did this on purpose to get everybody all. It worked. Matt, it worked. All right. Let's get the heavyweight champion. 
There he is. <laughs> Hi, Francis. How are you? Hey, how are you, Gene? Doing very well. Um, first of all, I don't think we've spoken to you since you won. So congratulations. Uh, it's, it's well overdue. Or maybe we've talked to you once. And, yeah, they're waiting for a fight. But uh, how is it being uh, the champion? How has your life changed this year? Well, uh, how my life changes? I think my life is still pretty much the same. It depends on what, how, what perspective you see in my life. You know, I'm still the same. I'm still uh, six foot four. I'm still, you know, living in the same house. Still have the same family that I love. Still have the same friends. <laughs> you keep the same people around you. Oh yeah, yeah. It's very, it's very important. The real one, the real yes. one. You just have to figure out the real one, which is like very hard to find. Basically, when you do what we do, bro. It's true. You don't know who's genuine and who's not. You know. Yeah. Uh, but over time, you 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 you, you know people. Yes. You yes, kind yes. of like know people. You could read them, but you could, you you could see their intentions. Yeah, maybe not hundred percent, but good enough to like consider them. Has uh been because you're fighting, and and uh, I know you don't like that this is called the unification belt. Um, you know, you, you feel that you're the champion. And then then, then don't call it unification belt. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm not, I I actually agree with you. I, I think that uh, you know you didn't. Uh, I, I mean, he was the interim belt, but I I think this is just the heavyweight championship, and I I agree with you. I don't think it's a unification belt. Yeah. But it's been bothering you, I guess, that they're that they looked at it that way. Uh, do you feel like that was to motivate you to fight, or just to maybe help sell the fight a little bit, or what do you think is behind that? Uh, honestly, uh, at this point, I don't know. We can play out a lot of scenarios, um, but I think uh, the reason why the interim title was set was maybe not to motivate me to fight, but maybe. Uh, just to let me know that I have control. I don't control anything. They have power over me. You know, I think that was that was the thing. You know what I did not like as a fighter? See, I know we have to build drama for a fight and people like a story. And I know that. But personally, when they when they leaked some footage of the sparring, people put a lot on that. And I don't think they should. But if, if that happened to me, because there's times I'd be sparring. And they don't know what happens before that. They don't know what kind of day I'm having. Is I is that my second workout? Am I at the end of my workout? Is this the fifth round? Nobody knows this. So if you show 20 seconds of a sparring match and people are using that to influence or they're trying to play head games, whatever it is, I think it's – if I was the guy if, – if I was you, I'd be a little bit like, man, like, I don't know. Like, really? It's kind of cheap, no? No. I mean, first of all, they didn't leak a sparring footage. They leak a clip. Of a sparring footage, yeah, because the outcome, the outcome of the, those sparring footage would be good for them, good looking for them to leave. So he's a he's a playing game, you know, and obviously people fall on that. I hope they fall on that as well. They kind of like forget like what happened to those sparring, you know. Then I will remind them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it with a smile on his face. I <laughs> hope, I hope they, they they truly believe at those clips and forget the entire video. Well, you'll be good, right? Is is is, uh, <laughs> is Cyril the most? Uh, is he the uh, like the? Uh, is his movement different than anybody else that you faced? Because he he has great legs and he does move very well. Would he be the faster guy you bounce. faced? He does bounce very well. There's a difference between moving and bouncing. Stipe Miotic moves very well. Curtis Blade moves very well. If it's not the two guys who move the best in the heavyweight division, bouncing is different to move than moving. Cage control. Look how Stipe Miotic moves. He doesn't spend a lot of energy bouncing up and down, but he knows how to cut, to control the octagon. Like how to like, uh, get two step and like uh, cancel your five step that you did. You know how to utilize his movement. That's how. That's what I call move. Bounce is not moving. Interesting. I I've never thought of it that way, but I guess that makes perfect sense. So you're not you you understand he's a good fighter, but you're not looking at him as dangerously as everybody else seems to be looking at him. No, nobody really. I mean, the, all this is a promotion stuff, first of all. Let's be honest. Like, who, who first say he's a dangerous guy? 
the, the, the moment that they say this guy is a dangerous guy was when they was playing that interim title and want to promote it. Before that, they've been like, oh, he's boring. Oh, he's this. Oh, he's that. Check on every post fight before the interim title, talking about Syrian gun. The outcome of this wasn't the same. He wasn't the same language. He wasn't like, oh, he's the great. Oh, he's this, he's that. No, he was like, no, he's boring. No, this, he's not engaging. Bro, I don't buy that shit. You look, I'll say this, Francis, you look very, very relaxed and I'm, very, very, you really do look very, you don't look concerned. You look very, very relaxed. Well, um, I do know he's a, a tough opponent that I have to be uh, worried about. I have to keep my uh, mind straight to fight him. But uh, yeah, I'm kind of like uh, confident on myself, my skills. I know me and I know him. The, the real him, not the him that they're promoting out there, who doesn't have a similarity with, the, uh, one, with one another. I don't buy that. You seem to have a really good um, uh, chemistry there with uh, Dewey Cooper and Eric Nixick. Those, those are your couple of your trainers, yes? Yeah, yeah. Those are my training uh, trainer, and uh, that's the, even the reason reason why we get uh, we get uh, we get to we get along because of the chemistry. I struggle a little while before find them before have that chemistry around me. When I put everything together, it's been good. You seem like since you've become champion, you, you, you have been going to places, going home, kind of trying to, to do really positive things uh, with this, uh, the higher visibility that you have as the champion. Have you found you've had more access to people and things since you had the belt? And you really seem like you're trying to use it to, to do good things. Yeah. I mean, um, I do have uh, more access uh, from things now and, uh, to some people. To places, uh, basically back home, back in Africa, and uh, if I can use utilize that uh, for a good purpose as much as I could, you'll be great. A lot of guys get carried away because you're so famous now, and next thing you know, they're signing on for movies, they're signing on for this and that, they're dancing with the stars. I don't know, but I, you still seem focused. I'm not hearing about you in like Expendable Seven or anything. Like you're, you seem like. Is, are people calling you like Hollywood and everything else? Are you, or are you just saying, I'm concentrating on the fighting now? Because you seem focused on just the fighting, which is a good thing. Let's just say I'm concentrating on myself. Yeah, even fighting is just a part of a life. It's not my life, you know. Sometimes I just take time to concentrate it on my family, even like when I go home in Africa. You know, it's just to like stay around the family, you know, uh, feel my energy, you know, always resourcing uh, myself uh, back home. And that's like, I don't want to be bothered. I don't want to have anything to do with fighting and with all these things going out there. You know, I want to, I really cut off of everything that's been going on out there. I'm more concentrated on about myself and how to, you know, have my peace. That's that trialless for me. Find a little bit of happiness. I don't know why is it that happiness, but I'm looking forward to it. Well, I did see a clip of you, Francis. I did see a clip of you today, actually, in the new Jackass movie. I did see the clip of you what? walking out. That was it. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Oh, they, oh, they shot that a while ago. Yeah, even long, long time before the Stipe fight. Oh, it was before the Stipe. Yeah, movies take a long time to come out. Uh, did you yeah, enjoy with, that experience? With COVID and everything, it's been very complicated, you know. Yeah, I did enjoy. It was fun and uh, crazy as an experience, though. Like, jackass, those people, they are crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and have you, uh, you, you seem like you, you've talked a little bit about doing some stuff like to kind of get your mental health and your focus. And, and have you been taking care of that? Has that made you happier or made you feel... Uh, a little calmer. What has that done for you? What do you mean? What if what make me happy? Well, have you been taking time to like focus on like uh, mental health and therapy and stuff like that? When I say mental mental health, is not definitely a therapy. Life is a therapy. You know, giving the right time for the right thing is a therapy. Doing the right thing on the right time is a therapy. Getting focused on the right thing is a therapy. You know, uh, so. Yeah, life is a therapy in general. Therapy is not like a science that a, a science that you have to book 
That's not good therapy. Yeah, I, I feel what he's saying. You don't need to lay down on a couch with a person there with glasses and a fucking pencil and a notepad, Jimmy. <laughs> oh, I do. I do. <laughs> you do, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, I need it. Maybe sometime when your things are out of control, you know, yeah. sometime when you can put it together on your own. But uh, you can also figure out uh, by yourself uh, on a daily basis. And you are uh, you're, you're 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 fine with Stipe too. The uh, you, you were such a people talk how much how many adjustments you made in in that last fight, which was really amazing uh, to watch. How you uh, when Stipe uh, went to take you down and you sprawled, uh, I, I knew he was going to have a hard time. Uh, it was going to be a, a very tough night for him. Um, I, I feel like you've improved and changed so much in the last couple of years, even, uh, and that you haven't gotten. You haven't just relied on the fact that you have power. I mean, that's your thing, but you also seem like you want to improve in every facet of, of fighting. Well, I don't know who says that, but I never said I relied on the fact that I have the power. No, 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 no. But a lot of guys do. Like a lot of guys who have a big punch will rely on that. No one said that, but you haven't relied on that. It seems like you're always trying to improve. That's what I'm saying. That's what is I do. I'm doing the sport. The power is like one uh, tool in my asset, but uh, I will want to go to have every everything possible to go to a war every kind of armor possible to go to the war you know so in a, in case of like a unpredictable a scene i'll be able to hunt yeah and uh is it is it i know you probably don't care because like like about like betting odds or any of that crap because i usually don't pay attention to that stuff but is it a unique yeah. position for you to do you kind of like the fact that some people might underestimate you? Like, which I think is a terrible mistake, but do you kind of enjoy that fact? I don't care about that. The thing is like one of the uh, reason why, uh, how I do this is like, I don't look too much about the outside of things. I focus on what I have to do. I get in my bubble. I do what I have to do. And sometimes when I get out there, I get back straight back into my bubble and I don't have to deal with anything. With that, you know, so like the betting out, I never know like what it is. I don't, uh, not just recently that they were explaining me like, oh, he means this minus this means plus this means blah, 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 because I don't care. But uh, and uh, that doesn't mean anything at all. We have seen a lot of betting out went wrong. I have experienced some of myself. The first time I first TPA Miotish, uh, I don't know how, how much was it, but I know I was a huge favorite. But on the scorecard, I lost uh, massively. So that doesn't matter, bro. The day, the fight day is going to, the fight is inside the octagon. Whatever is around is just like the blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he doesn't get caught up with all the nonsense, Jimmy. Jimmy, he's not reading these comments on YouTube, he's not getting go. Oh, what is this guy saying? That guy's saying, "What is Jimmy? Why is this little Jimmy trying to bring negativity into my?" No, bubble? incorrect. I, because no, Frank, I don't even. He's pissing you off. You tell me, <laughs> Jimmy. No. Don't bring negativity into his bubble. No, what I'm talking about is not. I'm saying the betting odds. But I'm talking about if your opponent is looking at you and you think you might be underestimated. That's such a rare thing for Francis to have to deal with. I would almost think. That is something nice about it because it's such a terrible mistake for them to do. You understand what I mean? I don't think it's for them. I think it's from the promotion, you know, is uh, from the promotion. Since they've been doing everything to prove that Siri is the man, Francis, even though he's a champion, he's not the man. So people kind of buy it. You know, people are very uh, easy to like manipulate and that's how promoter makes money. Right. Yeah. Get, get, get more interest in the fight. Yeah, and, 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 and drag, drag the uh, attention wherever they want to. Give them what to be, tell them what to believe. Yes. They, yeah. they can manipulate, manipulate it. Sorry if I pronounced that wrong. That's good. To uh, make somebody the hero and somebody the villain. Or I understand. I understand what you're talking about. Francis is not getting caught up in all this bullshit. He remembers when they brought him down the path and right in front of Cyril Gone with the cameras there. He was just, he knows what's going on. He just kept, he strolled right by. I understand. They wanted you to look at him. They wanted something. Francis ain't getting yeah. caught up in this shit. Because these dude are talking, Jimmy. Francis ain't <laughs> gonna tell you, he's too humble. 
These do the talking. <laughs> That's what Francis is saying. Not these. These are done talking. Francis, Francis, put your fist up for one second, please. Could you put your fist up? Can I see your fist? Look at Jimmy. That does the talk. It does do. Yep. And it's it That's the size of your head. Yep. Sorry, Francis. I get worked up for you. You're very calm. <laughs> Thank you, Max. And also, and you see, I don't even want to ask you about boxing until maybe we'll talk to you again after this, because I know you're focused on this fight. But a- after uh, this fight, I would love to have you back to discuss, because I know boxing is very important for you. Um, and, Absolutely. And you, and you really, and Tyson Fury said something, which again, I know you're not focused on that, but, but about uh, fighting with boxing rules, but Uf- UFC gloves. And I thought, what an interesting way to, to look at it. So I, I would love to see that if it, if it has any interest for you. That might be the way to go, you know, change the rule, set up something new. I don't know. But uh, as you say, right, right now, yeah, that, that's not my focus. Yeah, and maybe after the fight, I would love to talk to you about that because there's so many other opportunities. Um, not, I mean, Jake Paul is too light, but I'm sure there's other people that you could beat up uh, outside of, of him. Absolutely. Good luck. Uh, I have you picked to win this fight. I, I, I think that uh, uh, it's a big mistake to think that uh, you're going to lose this fight. So good luck, and, um, and we'll talk to you after. Thank you, Jimmy. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, brother. Great to see you, champ. Good, talk, good talking to you, too. Bye. UFC Unfiltered is brought to you by NEDS, the official wagering partner of the UFC in Australia. Aussie Fight fans, keep an eye out for this weekend's UFC pay-per-view event as NEDS offers a split decision return. This means if you place a head-to-head bet on any main card fight and your pick loses by split decision, NEDS will pay you out as a winner. Plus, you can pump up your odds with a UFC multi simply by combining your favorite markets across all fights on the card. The action doesn't stop with UFC. Neds has everything you need to take it to the Neds level, regardless of what you bet on. For those sports punters, Neds Same Game Multi is now available on more sports than ever before. And for the racing fanatics, Neds Blended is available on all three racing codes. Blended lets you pick multiple runners to win in the same race at special blended odds. It's never been easier for you to be paid out as a winner. Look, whatever you bet on. Take it to the Ned's level. UFC markets exclude South Australian residents. Split decision return eligible on first $250 stake. Minimum blended odds are $1.10 terms and conditions apply are available on the Ned's website. Remember to always gamble responsibly. Please call 1-800-858-858. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Such a gentleman, Jim. Oh, I know, but you're trying I, to get Francis to think that I'm trying to rile him up. No, but I, was, but I was I was talking about not, hey, the betting up, but like when you're so good and when you're Jimmy, so used to being dominant, what? No, everybody knew what you meant. And oh, okay. some of the things you said, he would go, what do you mean a big punch? You're like, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're more, it's almost like. You're more than that. And he, he, he was, <laughs> I thought that was great. This is what I want to say. <laughs> to me, this is why you're a better, this is why you're a better man than me. Because if, if I'll tell you right now, because I sometimes I like listen. You can bully me a lot, but sometimes I tease you, like when you yes. think that Derek Lewis is going to lose, and you know I'm picking Ciro gone, and you didn't. You if that was me, I might have teased you and said so. You didn't make it uncomfortable, and you let me off the hook. Yeah, I mean, there's no, there's no. I mean, we both know 
uh, that you'll be wrong about it afterwards. I mean, I'm, I'm convinced. And Cyril's great. I, I like Cyril Lagan. But I just think that people, the fact that a guy like Francis, who's so good <laughs> and so powerful, is being underestimated by some people. Yeah. It, the reason I asked that was because it does, Cyril reads that stuff too. And Francis admitted that when he fought Stipe the first time, he might have uh, been a little overconfident. He might have believed his own press a little bit. Yeah. So when everybody's telling you, "Hey, man, you're gonna you, that's you're gonna be Francis," that might start playing on an opponent's head. And I I think that works to Francis's advantage. It's a huge advantage for him for anyone to be crazy enough to underestimate him. Listen, all I know is that fight sells itself. It's so yeah, it's a great fight. It so is good. a. I thought that was <laughs> I thought it was funny. But he thought what I, what I was saying like I was agreeing like three with him times. three times. He got you wrong, dude. And, I, <laughs> he thought I was saying that it was the interim fight, but I really wasn't. I was like, I agree with you. It's not an interim belt. Like, what people don't. want to say it. He's like, then don't say it. I'm like, oh no, no, I wasn't friends. <laughs> I oh, I like the way <laughs> I like the way this is getting started. Oh, that would be like, anyway. Jim, yeah, he would have squeezed my face if we were in person. He would have put his hands on my face and just squeezed my fucking head. Squish your head like a grape. But um, so Jimmy, back to the back to this morning. Yes. So so anyway, I get there a little late, obviously, and yeah. we're filming this documentary on the Gracies. So I meet the guy, he got this little haircut. He looks like James Dunn a little, James Gunn. Yes, the director, yes. So he was a little, I call it fafa, a little gray pouponish, a little because in the beginning he's like, Well, I go, Well, you didn't never seen a I don't know, Guardians of the Galaxy. He goes, No, 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 I I watch real movies. So now, Jimmy. Uh, so now you know me, Jimmy. I'm not starting this. I don't want to. No, you're a good egg. I'm not trying to split here. So now, why are you shitting on Guardians of the Galaxy? It's a fun movie. I go, oh, I go, well, he's done other things, but that's just one of the fun. I go, what kind of movies do you like? He goes, well, do you, Stanley Kubrick. I go, oh, you mean like Space Odyssey? And he goes, yes, and uh, Clockwork Orange. And I'm like, oh, okay. All right. So we get off to a little bit of a. I don't know. Okay. So I'm like, oh, well, you should give those movies a chance. They're, they're fun. You know, you know. So anyway, I sit down. He goes, you know, I know Dean Thomas. I go, oh, I go now. He's like, he started my first movie. I go, oh, I'm good. okay. So I'm still shocked. The guy doesn't know James Gunn. We had a little thing about that. So then I'm like, I go, oh, okay. Dean, he's like, yeah. He goes, I go, well, let me ask you, is his acting better than in his improv? I go, you know what improv is? He goes, improv? I go, you're going to pretend like you don't know improv, like you're pretending you don't know James Gunn. <laughs> now, I love you. Down, this camera's on me, Jimmy. This, <laughs> this might be. So he's like, so I got a guy. Has to, so then he's like, so it's, it might be. Dude, there's also the cameraman around. So we're in a restaurant, Mario's over. So it looks, it's, it, I don't mind making things awkward if I feel like I'm in the right. Yeah. So then all of a sudden, I'm thinking this <laughs> might go south. Because it, many times with me, things. We, I might not just mesh with people. They go a little sideways. And they're just not my people. Sure. So, but then I'm talking to him, and then we start going over stuff. And again, he wondered about my relationship with Henzo. And and next thing you know, we're talking. Next thing you know, we're laughing. And then, you know, between things, he's going to be, he goes, hey, listen, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I actually seen Guardians of the Galaxy. I just, but I'm such a movie. I'm so into my craft that I go, dude, you got to. So now when he let his hair, he's seen it. He fucking seen it. You were right. He's you seen right. it. He knows who fucking he has to. Well, I still don't think he knows who James Gunn is. I think he stuck to that. But uh, but the guy did look like him. I swear he had the fucking hair. And, and I'm like, so he's so into his craft. of the, He loves making movies and art. He was kind of like maybe, you know. So anyway, we ended up getting along. My thing is this. I try now. This is why I, you only got to. You can't stop growing as a person, Jimmy. That's right. I'm not talking about height. That ship has sailed. I know. I'm not kidding. But listen, uh, what I, I, yeah, fucking A. You know, listen, fucking chill. Little fella. Yeah. <laughs> little fella. But I'm saying, like, <laughs> instead of that, that could have went very south, like in a sense where I could have literally just told him to go fuck himself and left. I yeah. could have done something like that if it kept going the way it was going. But after I got to, and I talked to him afterwards a little bit, they were nice guys. I, I, but he was so into his, it's like me being so into jujitsu, maybe, and, and somebody bringing up, Oh, my nephew's a black belt and fucking right and and you know five star karate or some kind of silly shit or something. And me being like, well, I don't really follow. I, yeah, I can see maybe if it's a different serve. I'm not. I can't really. Sure. But I can. Like he was probably like offended because he's into like a different something. Might not be his his um his cup of tea. He, he might not aspire to be a popcorn flick or 
but but he he might aspire to be the next Kubrick or whatever you call that guy. You still know who he is though. Like like I I love Kubrick and Clockwork Orange is one of my favorite movies, but it doesn't mean that you would deny knowing who somebody else is. I know. I, I listen, Jimmy. Let's let's be let's be let's be honest. I had it begged right, but they were nice. <laughs> they ended up being good guys. No, I, I even told them. I go, dude, and this is probably on camera. I go, listen, the beginning. I thought you were a little too far, far, a little too snooty. You're a nice, you're a good guy. We're laughing. <laughs> I mean, I you mind you, because I know you love me. I think some people think I might be a little out of my fucking mind. No, but you were right. You you called it right. He's a nice guy. And I, this documentary is going to be sick. Sure. It's about Henzo? Yeah, it's about Henzo. It's about Henzo. Nice. No, no, it's about the, the family. Oh, nice. The Gracie's. Sure, sure. Yeah, shit. You know, Henzo, Henzo literally changed my life. I know? thought of you too with the uh, the Michael Jackson impersonator who ch- choked out that fucking guy. I see uh, that. Yeah, that was great. That was great, wasn't it? Asshole bothers guys working, and some asshole drunk just starts. Hey, people are fucking assholes. <laughs> ah, that's fucking great. Yeah. Hey, Amen. Um, so I was supposed to roll this morning. So my apologies to Nikki Knuckles. But anyway, Jimmy, I can't complain. Did I mention to you that the uh, – oh, by the way, how did you like the new Dana White looking for a fight? Um, it was good. I, I I liked it a lot, actually. You liked it, the Denver episode, the latest one? Uh, right now, can I just tell you right now Sure, buddy. that if I look at this, it's been out – what is it, four days now? Yeah. Okay. I'm looking this up. I'm looking this up on air. If we look at the latest Dana White looking for a fight, okay, okay, it's got – Guess how many? Guess how many views? I'm gonna guess one point one. Why are you gonna over the fucking? Thing? <laughs> You're such a prick. You knew you did that. I didn't do it on purpose. I didn't know. Nine hundred and thirty-one thousand. I should have so, guessed gotta, four. Could you sum it up to a million? Yeah, well, I was close. I was actually very close. Less than a week. This shit's got a million views. Yeah. It's got legs, Jimmy. It's got legs. It does. I do that to my manager. I do that to my manager all the time. He'd be like, I, I sold my house. Guess how much? Six million? No, no. <laughs> it's just wrecks it. that on purpose. I know you did. No, I didn't. I didn't know. I had no idea. Let's get Cody Stamen in. He's here. Oh, He's shit. in the waiting room. Yes. Fighting Saeed uh, Nurmagomedov on the uh, main uh, card on Saturday night. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. What's up, bro? Long time no see, man. What's up? It has been a while. How you guys been? Good. Sick and tired of Zoom and being in the house. Ha- like, you know what I mean? It's like, I'm happy that most of life has gotten back. I think uh, you haven't fought in front of a, have you fought in front of a crowd yet? Or am I crazy to think this is your first one? It's been years. Two years. Two and a half wow. years. Did you get used to, I know you guys train in front of nobody, but did, did you get used to fighting or, or did you miss it every time there was no crowd? Uh, it's just it's just a different energy, right? It's a it's a super lonely like that at the Apex in Abu Dhabi. You walk out, there's no sound. You fight, there's no sound. All you can hear is like all the thuds and the nasty things that happen in a fight that you just not accustomed to hearing and seeing. Uh, it was definitely it was definitely strange. But man, once the fight starts, it's like you don't you don't notice the crowd anyways. But it definitely did like the. The buildup and and you know when you're walking out, it's a it's a different energy. It's it's really strange. It feels like nobody's watching, type of thing. Yeah, you know you can hear uh, 
their corner, your corner, like you can, you can hear like someone having a conversation that has nothing to do with your fight. They're like, man, this shit sucks. <laughs> yeah. It's, that's annoying. Right. <laughs> I remember that during tough, like that during tough, it was, I, it was like a warehouse and we hear everything. It was it's like, just echoes in that, those rooms. Yeah. I remember Dean Thomas, we watched the first fight. It was Shoney and Rich Clemente. And you'd hear everything. And, and I know you, you guys are used to your corners yelling shit at you. It's part of it. Have you ever heard anything from the other corner that just annoyed you? Dude. Like, I, did you hear those guys yelling things like, hey, he's tired. You got it. And you're like, fuck you. Like, does it ever annoy you? This is the perfect interview for this because I vividly remember Matt Sarah yelling, he's tired. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy's fucking with me. I, I, no, I'm not. I swear to God, I didn't know that. No, I'm not. Clear as day. Clear as day. I couldn't hear anyone else. All I could hear was, come on, Al Joe. Come on, Al Joe. I mean, it, like, I had nightmares. Sound of therapy, everything. It was crazy. And it was, and it was, it was <laughs> twice. It was Marab, too. You had the fight. You had the fight. And I love Cole. Cole's the nicest fucking guy. Yes. Yeah. It's such a weird thing because I'm sure you cornered your guys, too, right? When you're in the foxhole with your guys, it's it's so weird. That's why I hate cornering guys versus guys like that I like really like. I remember when Al, a couple of times I think either Aljo was going to fight Frankie Edgar oh, and I was yeah. upset about it. I didn't want that. Like, only because. Like, I remember Randy Couture yelling for Caro, Carol Parisian to elbow me in the face. Elbow him. And you don't, it, it's hard to look at him again and be like, hey, buddy. It's like, you want me to fucking get this formed? I don't know. It's, like, it's such a, it's such a brutal game. Yeah. The goal is to hurt that, is to put that guy out. So you have somebody yelling for, that hurts you. Right. It could, hey, but dude, I got nothing but respect and love for you, Cody. You know that. We had that flight back from Abu Dhabi together. Remember that? Yeah, we did. We did. We slept together. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's really, really strange. I mean, there were so many guys that Darren fought that I was in the corner. As soon as the fight's over, I'm like, I, would, I have so much respect for this guy. You know what I mean? Like, I was just yelling, like, take his head off. I'm like, hey, man, congratulations. Great fight. This is it's a really strange thing. But I will say you and Ray uh, are two of the classiest guys I know in the sport. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. And I know you got to love Marab. I know that's got that. Talk about the nicest. He might only, he's the only guy that might have you beat by nice. He's such a nice guy, you know? So I see him every time I see him, he's got a big smile on his face. I see him in the PI all the time. The warrior, that kid, uh, he doesn't stop. Yeah. And neither do you though, man. I mean, you got two, I mean, you look at the two losses and it's like the Jimmy Rivera one. I remember you went back in pretty quick. You yeah. told, I remember on the, I remember this specifically. I was so out of shape. On the way back, you told me that you're like, yeah, I should have took this. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was a short notice thing you took. And you yeah. said I, I shouldn't have done it. Yeah. Yeah. I flew there, cut weight, weighed in, fought. I was I was there for a total of five days. It was crazy. Wow. I'm looking at the. It was um. It was June sixth against uh Kelleher, and then uh, July sixteenth. So literally a little over a month. Yeah, yeah. And I honestly had not done a thing in between. Like I went to the gym and sparred. When I got the call, I felt pretty good. I'm like, I think I'll be all right. And in hindsight, you know, those it was motivated by just all the wrong things. You know, I just. I wanted a distraction. I, I didn't want to, you know, face the realities that were happening in my life at the time. And I was like, well, this is it right here. This is the distraction. Like I have something else I, I can focus on. Did it help you for that? Like, like, did, did it at least give you that, that temporary relief that you were looking for? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think so. But then, you know, uh, you're an athlete and uh, your whole life is based around winning and losing. So you go and lose. And then, you know, there's a whole nother freaking demon you got to face. Uh, so, I mean, that was tough, but I mean, that's the, that's the game. That's the reality of the shit we do. And, and not for anything to go in there the way you did to fight a guy at the caliber of Jimmy Rivera, you were in that fight. It's not like you went in there and, oh man, I just got steamrolled and dude, that was a competitive fight versus a top five guy. Yeah. I know if I, if, you know, if I would have had, if I would have had a little more gas in the tank, I know, you know, I know I can, I know I can beat Jimmy, but Jimmy's a scary dude, man. He, he opened up with a couple of leg kicks, man. He kicked me twice. Leg was just gone. Like, just gone. Nobody knew it, but, like, I knew it. Every time I stepped on it, I didn't even have my front leg. I was like, damn. Like, this, you know, I didn't really realize, like, how like, Jimmy's isn't known for, like, being a, you know, like, crazy puncher or anything, but uh, he was probably the hardest puncher I fought. I couldn't believe how hard, like, every single shot hurt. I was like, man, this dude hits like a truck. Yeah, yeah he's another guy smiling around. And this, I remember yeah. fight week with Aljo, and I smiling, and Aljo's like, man, I wish he would almost be a little rude. I go, dude. That's not the guy you're going to see fight night. And sure enough, I remember he got in the cage on fight night and he was like a little, the, the smile was gone. It was like a little ball. Like, right. I'm like, oh, I go, Aljo, see? The fuck you looking at? Him? You got what you wanted. He's not smiling anymore. Holy fuck. 
<laughs> this whole sport is filled the with, you know, everybody's but at the end of the day, you got to think good. Everybody's pretty humble to get. You have to be humble to get to this point. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. You, you go check that, you know, this, this sport humbles you. There's no question about that. Like, I was a lot cockier before, before I was in the UFC. You know what I mean? I was a lot more arrogant. And now it's like, damn, I'm a different, I'm a different person. I see things differently. And how's the training been, man? How's, uh, how's it? I mean, because it's been a little bit. I don't, when was that fight with Murad? It was a while ago. I'm not a guy that, like, gets, that takes months off or or goofs off I, i've been training consistently like training hard uh, i was preparing to fight uh in september it just didn't didn't work out um and then i got the call for saeed in october you know so that's four months basically four months i've been training for this fight so i mean it's been consistent work since since i fought Murad. um you know i would have liked to squeeze something in between but uh, you know, the opportunity popped up and I was like, this seems like a really good matchup for me. Uh, what do you expect? Is there anything in particular you're expecting out of Saeed? I mean, I, I know you just, you kind of go in with anything can happen when you fight, but is there anything you're expecting out of him in particular? Um, I think, I think he's going to be long in the cage. You know, I think it's going to be, it's going to be a puzzle. I'm going to have to solve and figure out initially, you know, I'm just, when you have a guy that can spin like that, you know, I trained with Darren and Crookshank, uh, you know, most of my career, you have a guy that can spin on a top like that. Like you got to be careful. Definitely. Initially you have to be really careful. Like you need to see that. You need to see that stuff a couple of times before you start rushing and making rash decisions. So, I mean, say he's just a guy that you got to stay super disciplined with. You need to stick to a game plan. And I know what I had to do to beat the guy. Um, and I know he's going to be tough. He's not going to, he's not just going to go away. He's, he's uh, like all those Russian guys are so stoic and mean looking all the time. Yeah, I, know, I think I know what I, I need to do to win. I uh, and I think I fought. I don't want to say I fought tougher guys, but uh, on paper I definitely have. So I look at this fight like it's just a good opportunity for me to to open up and you know showcase some hard work. Yeah, and a guy like uh, like say, do you think? And again, I know you're fighting him in, in the size octagon. You're fighting him in the larger one. Uh, but are there guys that you fight that are like, yeah, I think that would be a better fight for me if it was a smaller cage? Do you ever consider that, or or does it never even really cross your mind? Yeah, I think with Saeed, it would be it would be uh, it would be better to fight him in a smaller cage. You know, anytime you're fighting someone longer, you want a smaller cage. If you're a grappler, you want to you want a smaller cage. But I mean, there's ways to make that cage smaller. It it seems humongous. So like, at, at extreme, there's you know there's two cages. There's the big cage, the little cage, and uh, when you're fighting a little cage, you're preparing the little cage. And, like I don't notice the difference much. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't seem to change. You know, I, like. I'm a pretty forward guy anyway. So, uh, you know, I think it gives people a little more room to run. There's a little less activity, but I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's a big deal. Yeah. I guess if a guy does a lot of side to side movement or like you say, long, the bigger cage works a little bit better for him, but just as a fan watching, you notice it once in a while, but it's usually after they point it out, like after, after it's mentioned in the context of a fight, then you go, Oh yeah, that really, that does mean make, seem to make a difference, but I like the smaller cage as a fan because I think there's more action. You know, I think with the bigger cage, it gives guys it gives guys more break. You know what I mean? More space to kind of move around and do your thing, and then engage again. But with this, in a smaller cage, you don't really have that option. You know what I mean? You have a guy that's putting his foot on the pedal. Like there's nowhere for you to go. Like you are you're you're in a more confined space. I mean, I would like to see us fight in the smaller cage all the time. There's there's way more action. I mean, there's a lot more happening. Uh, but you know, like you put a what is it, twenty eight foot cage in a huge arena, it looks like you guys are fighting in a phone booth. So it makes sense why, you know, they have such a big, big cage. Like that is the main reason, right? Just because of the size of the arenas. I think so. I think I can't think of another reason. I mean, Apex fights for me have been like the fights that are happening in Las Vegas with no crowd. Like I've seen some of the best fights I've ever seen. So it's like there's a reason for that. And I think it's because of the smaller cage. Like you have to engage. You don't have the space. You know, that's interesting too. Like I, I, I don't, I didn't miss the, I like the crowds on the walkout and during a knockout or whatever. But when you're watching a fight, you really all, very quickly just get used to not hearing an audience. And then when the audiences came back, as much as I love them, they would boo certain moments. And I would just think, shut the fuck up. What are you boo? Like, you, you notice the audience when they're booing stupidly. Yeah. Well, dude, American fans are terrible. You go to like a fan or you go somewhere else. Like, I mean, clap, nobody boos. It's all cheers. They're quiet when things are happening. Like, 
different. It's just the American fans. They're just, uh, they suck, man. They, they, they suck. Yeah, when they get drunk, they, you know, it's probably worse, you know, but they, they're now they're more educated than ever. Yeah, yeah. Back then, it used to be like, why are you hugging them? Ah, yeah, <laughs> Bunch of hillbillies don't know what's going to Fire like a man. They don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Ah, shit. So, uh, hey, your thoughts on Peter Yon versus Aljo Sterling for the championship belt? I mean, that's a tough, that's a, that's a tough fight. I, I thought, you know, I thought Aljo was winning the fight. I thought it was, I thought it was razor close. A lot of people talk about it like, like uh, it was a landslide. I mean, it was starting to go Peter Yan's way, but I mean, I kind of felt like Aljo had a couple of rounds in the tank. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was closer than what I think a lot of people are making it out to be, you know, and Aljamain, you know, I've, I've trained with him. I've, like, I know if that dude gets on your back, it's a, it's a big problem. Like, that's like his X factor. He has that, he has that ability, crazy, crazy back take. And, you know, I think if he can, if he can get to those positions in the fight, I think he has a good chance of winning. But I think the longer it's, the longer it's on, on their feet, you know, I just, Peter Yan is a guy that like, once he starts figuring you out, he's a hard, he's a hard guy to fight. Him, Corey Sanhagen, was insane. He made adjustments like a champion makes and, came back and he, 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 he wins this fight like decisively. And it, when you watch the first round, you're like, man, is Corey Sanhagen about to beat Peter Yan? And then he just comes out and he just fine tunes everything. It's, it's amazing how he does that. He never looked discouraged. I noticed that like after the first round, I'm like, Oh, he lost that round. Yeah. He lost that round. What if he loses the next one? That what if he in between each round, he never, he was like staying on. I don't know, if I, Eventually he feels, he knows the outcome is he'll get his yeah he'll get his win eventually he stays the course he it's it's i'll tell you he's a tough guy physically mentally he's a stone cold killer in there and he stays the course he doesn't get wrapped up in rounds he's fighting you for 25 minutes and he's going to try to hurt you and take you out in that 25 minutes and eventually if he doesn't catch you in round 1 he'll catch you in round not 2 all right 3 4 5 he's going to he doesn't he doesn't, and he's one of those guys that you don't also you know he might get stronger as it goes on. Yeah, it's strange. You know, but like but like you said about that X factor, Aljo, another guy you could point to, and he just won a fight with it, is Charles Oliveira. There's a big difference with guys like that. They don't need the takedown. They need to just get that back exposed. They can hop up there. Guys like ourselves, maybe you can, Cody, but other, I mean, like, look, Chris Wyden, when he jumped on Luke Rockhold's back, it, I, once he survived that, you knew Chris would be worse to wear. It's out of character, kind of. Aljo. Charles Oliveira, they're going to get up there. They're not getting off. If they'll win the round, if they don't finish you in that round, they, they can stay up there all night. And then you're not going to be worse to wear. So it's so exciting. It's, it's a very exciting fight. Crazy talented guys, I think, you know, at the peak of their career. Like, Vanoy's crazy right now. It really is. Like, if you just look at the names. Yeah, man. Being top 20, top 25. It's like, you can't, you can't argue this is the best division ever in MMA at the this current time, you know, and damn it. Like, why did it have to be a 35 pounder with all these guys here? It's exciting, but it's terrifying. You know what I mean? There's like, it's like, who are you going to fight next? I'm like, well, take your pick. You know, and there's 10 guys that are absolute stone cold killers in the cage that I can fight, you know, and, and none of them are, none of them are, are, are great fights, you know, for anyone, you know, they're, they're all tough guys. You got to show up. You got to be the best version of yourself on fight night because I mean, there's, there's, there's 20 guys that are, are I look at like contenders at, at Bantamweight. Well, you're part of a great card, man. A lot of eyes are going to be on you, dude. Because I mean, you got two chance championship fights on there. Every every fight's a chance of a greatness. I'm excited for you, Cody. I'm happy to see you yeah. back. Man, you're always yeah. fun to watch. And this, and I, you know, I hope you can have a great night. Yeah, I got to capitalize on this, dude. This is a yeah, this is a big opportunity and. I'm ready. Like I'm ready. I, my weight's good. I mean, that's always a huge stressor. I'm a big dude. I mean, well, I'm just, I'm not big, but I'm a short little fat guy. <laughs> I do the weight cuts always kill me, but I've had so much time to prepare that my weight is like, not, not an issue this time. So I think that that's, that's one big thing that will be a lot easier. You know, hopefully I can keep doing this, you know, stay light and not turn into a little marshmallow in between fights. Times like this, when I really, really need it, I feel like it's one, I step up and, and do what I know I have to do to win. And just so you don't hate my, I don't want you to think, again, I cornered against you twice. You remember certain things in your head. I just want you to think about this 
And I want you to remember this from now on going forward that that night I'll be at my house and this is what I'll be. So I'll be like, Cody, get that motherfucker, Cody, Cody, get him, get him down. You bit his fucking head, elbows fucking head, Cody, Cody. That's what I'm going to be doing on fight night. I just wanted you to know that's, I'm going to be doing that. Thank you. Thank you. All right. We got a clean slate now. Yeah. And that's amazing that Matt's going to do that because he's actually going to be watching the fight with Habib, which is pretty amazing. That's not not right. (laughs) All right, Cody. Good talking to you, man. Have a great fight. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon, man. Great talking to you again. I will. Good seeing you guys. Take care, Cody. So, Jimmy, yes, end of the story with me in that the documentary I did earlier with, with the this guy, Chris, who ended up that I'll tell you, I hung out after bullshitting with the guy. We became friendly. Sure. Don't. So everybody's. How about this? You ever hear that song in the one of those South Park? Everybody's awesome. How about this? Everybody's awkward. I don't know. I, sometimes you try to introduce yourself and you and you're trying to get over the right foot. You don't want to come across a certain way. Maybe he thought if he goes, oh, Guardians of the Galaxy, that's great. He thought I'd look at him like a not serious filmmaker. I don't know. Right. But can we just let our hair down? Yeah. Can I we just, I don't have hair. But can we just, you know, just listen, man. I'm trying to look at it from his point of view. And he's a, he was a nice guy. I'm glad. I'm glad I didn't get too offended. when he Sure. Was real I'm glad thing. you didn't either. You know? Yeah. I mean, fuck, Jimmy. Didn't you see Guardians of the Galaxy? No. But you know I didn't. I'm not, it's not my thing. It's a fun one, Jimmy. Anyway. I don't have anything against it. I'm sure it's good. And I like the fact that James Gunn tweeted a bunch of rotten jokes. <laughs> and everybody got mad at him years ago. So I'm, I'm happy that he's still directing that series. Because the, the, fan, the, the actors wanted him back. Everybody wanted him back. And, and Disney rehired him. So I'm happy about that very much. Well, a couple of things before we talk about the card and we'll get yeah. out of here. Sure. Uh, I'm watching Peacemaker on HBO Max, and that's done by uh, James Gunn. It's with John Cena. Fun show. Fun show. I'm enjoying it, okay? Okay. I'm watching that with the wifey. I'm watching Book of Boba Fett. I'm enjoying that as well, okay? And uh, last but not least, Jimmy, let's do a quick, quick movie minute. And this is what I call uh, a hidden gem. And okay. it's actually old school. Do the movie, the movie minute really quick. Really. Sure, take your time. No, no, but, but go ahead. That's me. So, Jimmy, it was it's like, I need to do it. It's like an OCD thing. So, listen, I like to like have like, I like to have my kids watch like, not just stupid kid movies. I like fun, sometimes even scary sure. movies. So, this is an old one I picked out. It's, it's so funny because it doesn't feel like it's old, but it, because it, it has Elijah Wood in it and this and that. Yep. The Faculty, okay? The faculty, it's yeah. almost like it's like a modern, not a modern day, because it came out like it came out in 1998. So it's kind of it is old. It's like 20-something years old. But uh, but it's like an updated version of the invasion of the body snatchers, where okay. it's got the guy from uh, the Terminator in it, the bad guy, it's got Elijah Wood, it's got that the one who was in um the 90 days of summer or the summer the, the Alaskan vampire movie, Josh, what's his name? I forgot his name. But anyway, it, I'll tell you, it's a it's a it's a, about a high school like in fucking the stick somewhere in indiana and uh and and and, and they get start taken over by aliens and they appear the, and then but it takes over the bodies so next thing you know the faculty starts then they start calling the kids into the down to the principal's office and they start putting the things in their ears that's usher in it <laughs> you know usher oh he was like, yeah of course who doesn't love a movie with usher? i mean he's the best <laughs> all i'm saying is you could do there's no sexing it there's some a little like you know, a little violence and this and that here and there, but it's it's my kids can handle it. Sure, so it wasn't it wasn't bad. And I'll say with the faculty, it wasn't bad. It wasn't a bad. It wasn't a bad watch. With right. The okay. So Jimmy, let's do a really the fights. Let's do a promo for the fights here. Let's do a. <laughs> Go ahead, Jimmy. You're better than me at that. When are all the fights this weekend? Well, Matt, let's just say the 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 fights are this Saturday, January the twenty second, uh, Honda Center in Anaheim. Early prelims on ESPN Plus at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Prelims are on ESPN, ESPN Plus, 8 p.m. And, of course, the pay-per-view main event at 10 p.m. And this whole card is really, really good. Um, Would you want to start with – which one do you want to start with? We should do picks, though. Oh, I think so. How many do you want to do? do We make up for it when we don't do picks. So now we're making up for it with this one. I'll do the whole goddamn card. Let's do the whole card. Start with, with uh, Adolfo Vieira against Wellington Terman. 
Well, Wellington is all well and good, but I'm going with the jujitsu expert. I'm a, Jimmy, I'm a hard pill to swallow. I'm sorry, Jimmy. Hard a pill, crazy. a diamond, a hard diamond to swallow. <laughs> I'm taking Adolfo Herrera, and I'm going to take him by submission in the first round because I'm getting fucking crazy right now. Okay, I'm I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take uh, Wellington Terman by a second round stoppage. Yeah, you like to you like to just you know you like to be the yin to my yang sometimes. Um, so all right, listen. I'm with, all right, all right. Well, listen, I don't know about you, but I'm going with Cody Stamen over Saeed. I'm taking Cody by decision. And again, like you said, that bigger cage gives a guy more movement. Uh, I, I'll take him by decision. You know, and then, uh, you know, I think it might be even a close fight because he's tough. But then I think yeah. at the end, Saeed won't like it. I understand. Not the casbah. I can tell you who else doesn't like it. Saeed don't like it. Jim doesn't like it. <laughs> It changes all the audience doesn't like it. Let's keep going, Jimmy. Yes, let's do that. Uh, uh, Michelle Pajeda against uh, Andre Fiello. I don't know much about Andre, to be honest. I know he's at a, at a Sanford MMA, and he was 4-0 in 2021. It's his UFC debut. Uh, all of his wins are, are TKOs or knockouts. Obviously, very, very tough, but I am still... He's replacing... Uh, yes, uh, Muslim Salkov, yeah. Because uh, he got... How is that a... Is it, is it a short notice fight well this fight was moved from uh i think uh last week's card or two weeks ago uh i'm not exactly sure when he signed on but i know i've been seeing his name for a little while it's not like a you know a, a one week notice but it, it might have been yeah jimmy uh, i'm gonna take uh michelle uh me too second round stoppage i said it uh what do you say now i'm gonna take him in the first round stoppage Ooh. okay yep. all right well listen there you go Brandon Marino versus Stevenson Figueredo. Figueredo. Very tough. Um, um, it is very tough, but that does not change the fact that I think Brandon Marino will get a fourth round submission victory. So, hey, man, listen, you know, take him to some deep waters. Get his head in the water. I can't breathe. You're drowning. He's going to drown him and he's going to take him into the. Uh, Jimmy, I had a lot of his. I know you did. It was obviously laced with fentanyl. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say. Right, Matt, I'm going to go with Davidson Figueredo. Uh, I'm going to take a, a, a stoppage. I'm going I'm to say he stops him in the third. I would kind of like that because I, li- I like these guys both so much, but I would love to see a fucking fourth fight. I would love to see him get this and have the rubber match be a fourth fight. Well, you're not always going to get what you want. Who you're you right. I very rarely do, actually. Say it again. I'm taking Davison Figueredo by by uh, in the third. <sighs> yeah, I know it. I know, and I know how good Brandon is. Ready? <sighs> I'll probably regret that decision. All right. Listen, ready? Drum roll, please. Yep. I know who I'm taking. Cyril gone first round knockout. <laughs> you no, know you're not. No, I'm going to take Inganu. I'm going to take Francis in the second round because I think that Cyril, again, with that big cage, he does bounce or however Francis wants to say it, but I think he is very good at getting out of the way if he has to be. But I do think Francis will be able to get a hold of him at one point. But it's got to go early. If if Ngannou's going to win, I think the longer it goes, it might work to Cyril's advantage. So I'm going to take Francis in the second. Fourth round, Cyril gone. Okay. Hey, man, and I love Francis. It's hard to pick against that. Oh, that's obvious, yeah. Well, you're not the one pissing him off. I'm not the one pissing him off in the interview. Oh, I know. I love him so much, and he wanted to punch <laughs> me in the mouth. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. He's a big punch. You're like, no. I, I, but I know, but I was actually all saying things that he, he would agree with. I was just enjoying it. I don't blame you. Fucking great. I know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's, he's probably hanging up being like, that Matt's nice. That Jimmy, what a wise yeah, guy. Yeah, why would he start some shit? <laughs> Oh, fuck you, funny, Jimmy. All right, um, what else, pal? What We're we good. Got? I mean, I, I will say this. I got some gigs coming up in uh, Boston and Connecticut and New Hampshire in February. I got San Francisco in March. I got D.C. in uh, uh, April. One week from tonight in New York City, I'm doing the uh, Comedy Cellars Sister Club, working out my new hour. So uh, February 9th or this week, the 26th. 
next Wednesday, you can catch me. How is that working out? It's great, man. You're up there doing an hour. It's an hour of worked out material, but just trying the order, flipping things around. I love that room so much. I'm going to go to school and flip some dudes around. Yeah, have fun. You know what I mean? I got to work off some, uh, I had a couple slices of Two Brothers Pizza the other day. I got to address that. Yeah. And I got some cameos I got to catch up on. I suck. Yeah, I understand. You know, Matt Sarah on Cameo. Matt uh, SarahBJJ.com for a t-shirt. Yeah, I understand. Maybe an omelette. Of course you understand. Jimmy, listen, man, I had so much fun today. Sorry if I was a little more hyper than usual. No, it was fun. You know? It was uh, I'll touch base with you during the week, brother, during the weekend. Okay, pal. Goodbye, everyone. Talk to you soon. Goodbye. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.